welcome to a trip to India podcast. For today's episode, it is about embracing the walk. So today I didn't feel comfortable doing it by myself, but I decided to bring in some beautiful, powerful women along with me for this episode in particular. Um, I will be introducing my panel today. Um, I have Charity Sims. She is a freelance event production professional in the New York area in Atlanta. Her Instagram is Char, C-H-A-R-C, Sims, S-I-M-S. And then following her next to her is Miss Joe Hicks. She is from Omaha, Nebraska, and she has That Average Joe podcast. Check her out on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, and more. Um, her Instagram is at That Average Joe. No E, just J-O. <laughs> um, also, another one of our panelists is Valencia Edmonds. She is the founder of Crown Queens. It is a brand for all women. Her Instagram is at Rena V. She also comes out of the Fort Lauderdale area. And then following along, we have Kiera Hardy at Creations by Kiera. She is the Atlanta hair slayer. Please follow her. <laughs> and as you can see, she is from Atlanta. Goddamn. <laughs> Last, oh, wait, no, we have two more to go. Uh, Miss Ebony Johnson from Chicago, Illinois. Um, she has a podcast as well. It is called Dark Skin is Here. Please get in tune. It is also available on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts as well. And last but not least, we do have Samoyna Gachero. Mm -hmm. Yay! She is from Boston. And her brand is also Glam by Samoyna. She does makeup as well. So let's all give a hand to our panelists. So I will start by with our first, our first segment, which will be into the whole phase. <laughs> I want to start with you, Valencia. Oh, hey. <laughs> Can you please give me your description of what you believe the whole phase is? Okay. So my description, I feel like I have eyes on me. <laughs> What's up, y'all? But um, <laughs> my description of what the whole phase is, is a time in life where you are embracing yourself for one, for two, not giving a fuck what anybody has to say about you, and just mm -hmm. living life. You know, no, no titles, no, no commitments. You're just doing you. That's your whole face. Okay. That's your whole face. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Charity, do you have uh, anything to add on to that? Um, Valencia really touched on it. Just like doing you, not really caring, um, or not really being committed to one person. I feel like in this whole phase, that is really just re-exploring like what you want um in a future partner or just enjoying yourself um you know you you really get to a chance to figure out what you like what you don't like when it comes to personality when it comes to physical appearance um you get wine and dine girl it's 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 fun it's fun <laughs> <laughs> it's so, a learning experience this is for all of the panelists is there anyone that does uh that disagrees with the title of the whole phase i i'm sorry i, I can't yeah that. i don't like I, the i don't like the title i disagree with the title whole phase only because 
it's like society likes to put a stigma on women trying to find themselves. I can't do, I can't talk to t- three niggas at a time without being labeled a hoe. Why do I have to be labeled a hoe? Why can't I just be dating? Why can't I just be trying mm-hmm. to find that person I want to be with? Like, why do I have to be labeled as a hoe? So no, I don't agree with the, um, the title. I'm sorry, Kiara, for cutting you off. Okay, and Kiara, what do you have to add? I was going to say the same thing. Like, it's pretty much a double standard when it comes to women's having a whole faith and a man just out here dating, because that's all the whole faith is, is a woman dating, trying to figure out where she want to go, who she want to be with, not having no commitments or titles to nothing, and just doing you. A man do the same thing. He'll be talking to five different women, but he's not considered a hoe. He's considered, it's considered dating. A man has a whole face ever since he's born. That's just like... <laughs> <laughs> I think the title's messed up, though. I think the title's messed up. Like, it's literally, like, just having a good time. And men do it, like, from when they're, like, five years old to when they're, like, 80 years old. So it's right. just like, okay, why can't, I, why can't I do it? I'm 27. Why can't I date around? And, okay, I want to go to nice restaurants. I want to go to the movies. Like, why can't I enjoy my, enjoy time. my time being single without being told, oh, you, you in a whole phase. It's like, at some point... For some women, men, I'm like, but okay. No, but no, it's, I don't true. think it's like, because men get the title whole phase. Is, they don't they really get, get the title whole phase. It's they like, get, they, women just get the title. They, they get a thumbs up. up. They, get a, they, they just get the title. Uh, yeah. Okay, um, Ebony, I saw you had something to add. Yeah, I basically feel like, you know, the whole face thing is used to manipulate you into not being the hoe you need to be. I don't give a fuck about it being the hoe you need to be. The you need to be. <laughs> you have to experience your inner hoe. Only what you want at the end of the day. We have to fight double standards by doing what the double standard tell us not to do. So mm-hmm. it, whether it's being called a hoe phase or whether it's being called fighting yourself, you witness me do whatever the hell I want to do no matter what you call me. Right. So if that means I want to sleep with one man and I don't want to be considered in a relationship and I'm just dating one guy, cool. If I want to date three to five guys, cool. Like, you can't, no idea what's going to stop me from doing what I want to do. But who has to know? Like, that thing, that too. Like, I, I, people know that I'm dating three and four and five or the guys know, like... Disclosing that's that you're disclosing that information. Like, right, that's, that's different. But I don't feel like nobody has to know. Like, that's your business. You, mm-hmm. as you, you know... And exactly what she's saying, like like there's nothing wrong with it like and everyone needs to have that face any woman who says they don't need that face sometimes i don't believe that you need to have that time you, need that that you, you have need to try it before just, you buy it you have to try before you buy it. you don't go buy a car and you don't test drive oh, right? and my friend's mom told me that okay just, said, just one one thing when she said uh-huh. who has to know guys kiss and tell all the time basically we have came to a general consensus that the whole phase equates dating but just for females yeah and let me just say that are you even sleeping with all of them exactly men think that like men would just see you with another guy it could just be hanging out and they automatically tag you as a hum like bro like what do you? That's why I said we shouldn't care. Like, yeah, that's just them getting to their feelings. That's them getting to their feelings because they feel like you—they the only man that you want, or you the only—they the only man that you can get. So when they realize that you out here doing the same thing they doing, then they getting their feelings. So that's why they want to label us as a hoe and say it's a hoe phase. But yeah. we just doing the same. You doing the same thing they doing. Same so thing. with that being said, do we agree that hoes exist? That hoe is what? Like, if you fucking know me every man, you a hoe. Yeah, like, there we what go. is a hoe? 
That's a hoe. That's a hoe. If you're messing with a man that you know is married, has a family or anything, like, you a hoe. You a that's hoe. That's, that's, that's a hoe. That's a hoe. That's a hoe. When you're single, that's a home record. That's a home record. It's a hoe because you'd be surprised some girls gonna be messing with multiple married men because they try to eat up multiple plates. Like you, that's a mess you can get into. That's a hoe. I think the um. I mean, I don't really know what the a hoe is. I don't have a definition for a hoe because it's not there. Because imagine you was fucking since she was fifteen. By the time you thirty, like we're approaching hey, now, you been a fucking you lot of niggas. Right? That don't mean you a hoe. You just experienced. Okay. You said that. Okay. You experienced. You done lived a little. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> full season down there. Did y'all say full season? Okay. Their sexuality. I feel like men sexualize women all the time with everything. As soon as we want to take our power back and just feel good and like how we embrace our body, like no, I'm I'm gonna do what I want, and that's on that. Like no, treat I don't... A guy how guys treat girls and watch how it doesn't work that way. It does not. It, it doesn't yeah, because they, women get sexualized for things that shouldn't even be sexualized. Like there's some things like that. It just like women are just you wanted to wear something cute. And you're overly sexualized. Women are sexualized from children all the way to their yeah. kids, all the way up into their adulthood. Like we you are, are sexualized. And if you and correct me if I'm wrong, black women are in a different category than the rest of women. Oh, for sure. Black yeah. women are always overly sexualized, even when we don't even warrant it, want it. It's not yeah. even something we're thinking about. So that's a different topic. Like women <laughs> in general are sexualized, but black women have a she different some kids are developing more than others and usually you can't you don't decide how big your breasts or butt are going to be and as Girl, a, I was a double d in sixth grade but yeah. no, but i will say as a teacher who teaches third grade they are developing a lot faster than they did when i was a kid i mean i had third graders that damn near have the same bra size as me and i'm hey. a 27 year old adult <laughs> i'm like huh but i do notice that they do associate like your body size with coldness too it's weird Okay, we get deep. I just call that hating. That's right there, and, and that come from family. Oh, she fast. She hot in the air. Yes, it starts with family. It does. Put these stigmas on us. They 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 put these stigmas on us. They do, especially the whole. How do y'all feel about the whole topic? Um, like when it comes to um people coming around the house, males coming to the house, and how you have to change sometimes, like. How your parents tell you that? See, now you're getting deep now. You're getting deep. Like, bro, alone. With adults, you know better than to go put some pants on company coming over. Like, come on now, you grown. But right. though, your eyes shouldn't even be on them in the first place. And what no matter what they have on, whether it's some gym shorts, a chilling skirt, they just came up to practice or whatever, your eyes shouldn't be on in that kind of way anyway. And okay. if you have to I think it, it takes it on the girl to know better to to just be just discover yourself because like you also don't want to incite something that I know you didn't intentionally try to incite because okay. there's, you know, like, even if you didn't intentionally, just like, you know, just do it just because you, people can get out of hand and you well, don't want to like, take people get out of hand. They don't need to be in the house. 
Period. I, I, I would be on a strict policy. I don't even know why we allow them in the house. Like, we, yeah, yeah. like those kind of like home. If you home. feel that type of way about somebody, I won't even allow you to come to my house if I feel like I got to tell my child how to behave or to act a certain way in their yeah. own house so that you will, so that I will make sure my child is comfortable and you're not doing nothing to offend them or offend me. You're not coming in my house because for one, exactly. I'm not going to go through all that. Why do I have to go doing all that anyway? Right. Why? I'm it's not going to go through all that. It's mine. Yeah, I'm going to let you know about yourself and why you ain't coming out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree, though. I agree. Because I know, like, when I was growing up, like, my mother did not play that. But, like, she taught me how to dress respectfully for myself. For yourself. And whoever came in our house and made me feel uncomfortable, she'd be like, you got to go. I don't care. Right. Family, not right. family, get out. Like, my, right. my kid's house, they live here 24-7. You're here for two hours. You can leave. Yeah. Well, I do have to wrap up this whole phase conversation. It was but a good one. Wish we could have got it. It will segue. We probably will come back. Okay. But it will segue into this whole um, let's see, talk rise of female rap. Okay. Nothing. I feel like it's important because we're talking about whole phase, which makes us liberated. Mm-hmm. But within female rap, we have seen that a lot of their topics have been about their whole face. That's really about a lot of them. So I just want to bring this out to Miss Joe and Miss Moina for you guys to answer the first question. Um, basically, how has how do you feel about the rise? I love it. I think it's awesome. I don't think I because it's a manual. Like when the City Girls wrote, they dropped the album. Period. And they yes, yeah. And they like how to pimp a nigga. You know, it's it's a struggle for people who don't know. And you that's how you get even tossed into the whole category too. Sometimes if you don't know how to um hold, I don't know how to say hold your way to be. You know, empower because, like, yeah. you know, a man should take, like, men should step up to the plate, take care, do certain things. So I, I should demand those things. I, I feel like they should be reciprocated. So, you know, when they're talking about this piece, what's it talking, you know, like, no, you gotta, like, not just like, buy me bags or all those things, and things but you, you gotta take care of me. You do yeah. have to, you know, like, handle your business like you say you are. So it's not, you know, it's not, it, it, it's, I think it's very powerful. It's, it's showing ladies that, no, you should not take the bare minimum from these dudes. You got to know your worth. Act. Know your worth. Like, and then you look at how, like, far the city girls have come, and it's like, um, and JT will tell you the dirtbag, the little losers that, she's, that you should deal with, and now what she's elevated herself to. And it's like, no, we should teach our young girls like, no, 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 no. You don't got to accept a bum dude. You shouldn't be out here tricking off money on him. You know, like, it, it shouldn't be that way. Like, it, you should be empowered to yourself and know your worth and he should come to the table. And it, you know, it's, it really is, I'm going to go live. The City Girls really did teach a lot because like, man, it, it's real. Yeah, not I, not, I, I do come off like a, you know, but then they also too did pave the way for a lot of other girls to, to make money. Like women are like, especially in Atlanta, like you guys know this, like women in Atlanta, rappers, like there's so many of them that who were able to get a bag and they're all talking the shit that they talk about. Like they all were dating scammer dudes, rapping ass dudes or whoever, and they had to make their own way. 
and you know it's it's really impressive to see how like the far they're, they've come and how far they're going and what the message that they're spilling to women if you take it the wrong way that's your fault um but i don't think it's wrong i think we should embrace it and i think you know um yeah i'm all i'm all up for it i definitely think women i definitely think women have the right to want to express themselves however that may look because you can't tell anybody what they want to do cardi b meg the stallion the city girls that's what you want then that's fine for you i do think sometimes that it does tip the scale a little bit and becomes a little bit too explicit i will say sometimes like i was just was I just she talked about the sukiana like, you, know, like, like, um, you know she had but she, then, but it's all and, of them who got on this only fans it's all of them who got on this only fans that we that should be its own discussion like who you right. know like i just think that sometimes it borderlines inappropriate mm -hmm. just because of the way that i was raised there's some things that are kept private something that helped segue to my next question was do you feel like the rap genre like the female the top female rappers that we know that's out there do you feel like they are an accurate reflection of the female population in America? No. Because no. I don't want Birkin back. Oh, but I mean, nothing's wrong with that because the male rap game, they're not an accurate Liars! Liars! The male population. <laughs> so, like, damn. At the end of the day, it's entertainment. You're going to do what sells. Male rapper, female rapper, you're doing what sells. I mean, she's right. Male rappers usually. Honestly, do not depict the normal man. The normal man I'm gonna meet that's gonna date me is gonna be nothing like the man they rap about. But also, too, I'm right. I'm the lifestyle. When was the last time we really did date a bunch of regular, regular, regular dudes? There's no regular dude to you. Like, what the fuck is it? Depends your I definition see. of regular. Like, I mean, Everybody's regular. Yeah, I mean, just your definition of regular. Okay, what I meant by that is like, I felt like. Mainstream, we still have conscious rap, trap, and then like uh, everything else in between, or underground, or something like that. But I feel like when it comes to the mainstream female rappers, it's just straight pussy talk. That's it. I feel like pussy talk is a good thing with the female rappers, though, because men, male rappers have gone so far over the decades with talking about what's in between our legs, what we're carrying on our backside. Well, how big our titties is, they get to degrade us and make money off talking about our bodies. So we talk about the female body better than we can, so let us do it. And that's why we're in the main girl. And that's why I fuck with them, because I be feeling every word. Yeah. <laughs> every word. Can we talk about like, word? Like, bitch, you fuck about a nigga is my favorite line. <laughs> I'm telling you, they should write a whole Bible. I'm telling you, you know, that. I you mean, say a whole Bible. A whole Bible. Okay, so so do you think that lifestyle like depicts them as being a hoe? Like, is how you just said they should write a whole Bible, and how you just describe their lifestyle. So does their lifestyle? Do you think that's being a hoe, or is that just being? It's just, but the, what is like? If you can like, what is this whole like who can because like if you honestly like what's the number that that, that makes you a hoe like yeah. is it after five niggas that you're considered a hoe is it 10 like what is this whole so it's just like i think it's I a figment i, of I take zero offense to the whole world period like, like a hoe is a person <laughs> zero way, from what i was asking i was asking right. did we want more diversity in our 
Right. Do we care for diversity? Like do y'all listen to Rhapsody? I listen to Rhapsody. People aren't getting that attention. Like you got Tierra Wack. Um, you got like no name. You got Drizzy. No name. No name. Drizzy. Rappers out there, they're just not getting the mainstream Tokyo Jets or marketing that they deserve right now. You know what I'm saying? But right, it's out there. Because that they don't get that. that, that is, true, money, is it is it intentional that they are underground? Or do we just really don't want to listen to them like that? It just don't bop as hard as pussy talk. Because in the club, like you can't play rhapsody in the club, like right. you know, like you know what I'm saying? Like you, you right. can you can't play some of but the I like, definitely think we get we get influenced because we before COVID we go to clubs, we go to bars. What do you normally hear? Cardi B, Meg the Stallion, right. a lot Maybe we should maybe we should stuff. even change the idea of turning it up. Like I even thought like why couldn't you even have a R and B club? Like where it's like a grown folks, like you know, sexy kind of vibe, and like. But in R and B, they still be talking about fucking and sucking and licking too. So they were, but in a more romantic vibe. But they still said it best, though. Said it best. Make club bangers though, like the rap artists, like once they shit hit and they bang in the club, it bang in the club, it slap. So I mean, Drizzy, now Drizzy had a nice little go mm-hmm. for a minute. If you and guys want to hear one of my favorite Chicago artists. artists is Kayla. Kayla. Oh, I remember Kayla. She Thank you. See oh, that was see now that is real music. That was real. <laughs> She's by far one of my favorite artists ever. She dropped three classic mixtapes, and she gave you both. Like she gave you the like. Did she rap? Did she sing? I think a little both. It's, uh, have you heard of the coldest winner ever? Thank you. Come on, see Charity. I love you so much. Yeah, the book. Right. <laughs> no, but she did an album called The Coldest Winter Ever. Like I'm a, I'm a okay. gotta look after. I'm in Chicago. I ain't never heard of this girl. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, she's really one of my like favorite people. Like she got three. I'm gonna send y'all some songs by her. She did the cover of Pussy Money Weed. Y'all know the song with Lil Wayne. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. She did her version three like as, as three different people. Like she did the one as like a college girl. She did one as like a stripper. Like it's you know like Kayla. that's it. It's Kayla's like K apostrophe apostrophe L A. Oh, okay. Cool. I'm gonna write it down. Okay, I don't got no. No, I'm telling. When you talk about like. The female artist that could possibly like really do both. Like she she could do Rhapsody and she could give you Megan. Ah, like that. Like she she I'm telling you, like, you know, you you, you but you have to do dig deep into know these artists and know people and things like like no name. I like no name, but I heard her off a chance album and then I That's you know, how I found her too. That's how I found her and I I like you know, I love no name. But I'm a music junkie. <laughs> I think I found her. You found her? Independent, so they don't have that money to like get the bag into like get that radio play, get that. Right. But also, Kayla was the market themselves basically. Yeah. 
Yeah, true that. Kay- Kayla was before her time. Like Kayla came out in like 2012, 2013. Oh, okay. So this was like before female like rap like really like took off to be what it, like you know I, I even say like if she could put her albums out now like you could really target a lot of ladies. Well, yeah. maybe she'll see this podcast and get back in the studio. Okay, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> get back in the studio. on nerves. Back in the studio. So. That is the end of that segment. I am going to segue into what we were kind of talking about. I feel like within female rap is really encouraging and inspiring for women to just like find themselves and boss up. So that's why my next category is about you finding yourself and elevating. I am going to give this to Kiara and Ebony. Um, I'm gonna ask Ebony first what her version is what do you feel is the most important step into finding the best version of yourself what do you think is the first important main step into getting into yourself i think it's just um knowing how to i think everybody needs space to do that like i think you need to like cut yourself off from not the world but from any distractions whether it be people who you used to hang out with kick it with whether it's a toxic relationship with either friends or uh, a guy or something like that. I think you just need to really find that space. You cannot find yourself fully until you spend a lot of time with yourself. Mm. To me, I, I found myself alone, single, no friends, not doing too much kicking it with my family, not doing too much dating. I had to really sit back and focus on Ebony. And that's how I started getting into, oh yeah, this is what I like. I'm a whole different person now. And what do you uh, feel like is the most important step for Kiara? Space. Oh, the, first, the first step is space. Oh, no, for Kiara. I want to know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, to me, for the, the first step to finding yourself is accepting who you are. And when I mean by accepting who you are, it's just being fully aware of yourself. Like what you like about yourself, what you dislike about yourself where you want to be in life, where you are currently. So that way you can start trying to map out a, a road map to your life of the things you want to eliminate, the people you want to eliminate, the things you want to embrace or add to yourself. Just like everybody said, just sitting there and really just being alone with yourself, being selfish, because that's the main thing. You have to be selfish in order to find yourself. You can't think about what others may have to say, how others may feel. Because if you start doing that, then that's limited, limiting yourself and you'll never find yourself because you don't always be looking at what this person say or how they feel and that's going to change you. So definitely being alone and being selfish and just being committed to what you truly want. So I'm going to open this question up for all the panelists. I feel like we all have been starting in our journey of finding ourselves anyway. Can you want to test to any of like the side effects of doing so, any downfalls, or even any positive things that have happened since that? Okay, Charity. Um, the being uncomfortable, I think that's the hardest part. Um, like Akira said, like once you once you solidify exactly what you like what you don't like it's kind of reprogramming yourself and that can get uncomfortable because sometimes you can like fall back into old patterns that you're not not necessarily fond of um and for me I recently started seeing a therapist so having like that open dialogue and not feeling judged and having like a licensed professional talk me through stuff and be like 
damn girl okay I see what <laughs> you know holding me accountable that was like I remember I was talking to one of my coworkers and I told her I was like yeah like my therapist is holding me accountable and I was just thinking that she was just going to say okay like agree with me the whole time that's not the case um so that I think that's another good step um finding it, it, it doesn't have to be um a therapist because I know sometimes that can get pricey um maybe it's like a podcast or um um it's like an app called like headspace or something um but I think that would be a good step too anybody else want to add to like their personal okay Ebony. Um, oh, after Ebony. okay um I just wanted to say like um, one of the most uncomfortable things that I dealt with is that when you get into finding yourself over time you start to appear to be different to other people that have known you for a while mm -hmm. so people would call that out like what that's not even you or that's offensive as hell like do you not know how hard i work to get here like yes it is me you know what i'm saying like that part right there kind of gets me i'm not even gonna lie because it's like when you know that you're not doing the same things you used to do or not having the same thinking pattern as you used to have and you get around some people that you were around before way back and they pointed out like no nah, you never you know what's all this about like what's on this part of my growth <laughs> <laughs> that's why i be able to, but that's the only thing like it do make you think like okay yeah I've, I've elevated but people would discredit that and make it seem like you just some this, this lame ass bitch now like no i'm grown now i'm a mother mm. <laughs> I think finding yourself you find out finding yourself gives you the realization that there's some people in your life that shouldn't be in your life and i think that was probably the scariest for me like i got single three years ago and this is my for three years i was by myself i withdrew from friends family i met gina probably around the time i started to come back out of my shell and i found how much i loved myself and how the people in my life were draining the hell out of me friends family even like my just my brother my parents i was like oh like you guys are just so draining and so like you're, so I had to learn to put people on a shelf. I love you, but you need to go over here for me. So I think that also breeds conflict. The people who love me were like, like you said, like Ebony said, they're like, well, why are you acting like that? Why are you acting bougie? I'm like, I'm not acting bougie. I'm just realizing that you're actually not my friend. You don't care about my well-being. And when I wake up in the morning or bed, I realize I'm by myself. Right. It does bring a problem when you do get into a relationship because I've been alone for so long. I got with my boyfriend and I didn't know how to be with somebody. I had to like relearn that. I was like, like he wants to spend all his time together. And I'm like, um, I want to stay home. <laughs> I don't want to go out. He's like, what? You have to try to sit, spend time with me. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's part of the relationship. I forgot that part. <laughs> myself for so long so it does it's it's a benefit but then when it comes time to being out again it's like you have so many hurdles to keep that that person that you found and um for me um a lot of like you know shaking off um uh bad habits and you know bad people around you and just changing you know just growing and knowing like you know the party will be there when it needs to be there and you know like taking time to sit at home and focus like you know Fridays and Saturdays at home they're not so bad you know like you get a lot of productive time you know things done during those times at home and you know you save a lot of money <laughs> and you um 
you kind of put yourself and you, you, you really start to figure out things. Like, you know, this time that I, you know, like, like was quarantined and just like spending time at home or at work or just like being focused on that. Like I've really like put myself in, you know, much greater position, you know, like I even say like, man, from like January, like the person I was at the beginning of this year and to the person that I'm ending this year, it's like, it's literally night and day. And I'm like, we're, you know, I'm going forward and it's just like, no, like I'm holding myself accountable for things and I'm like trying to, to um, be on my growth path and, you know, be really about my business. And, um, you know, that, cause that's just like, you know, the most important thing is just like really being, you know, about your business and be about the things that you say you're about. Um, you know, um, and holding my, you know, I'm just holding myself accountable. I'm not worried about like anybody else and not necessarily focus on anybody else's past too. Cause like, you know, Instagram can get you tripped out and that like people are doing this or it's like that, or it should be like this. And, you know, you kind of get psyched in your own head, but like, I'm just like really focused on like really building the Joe brand and what Joe wants to do. And, you know, and I'm really looking forward to seeing myself a year you know, a year from now and two years from now and three years from now, just cause like, I know like I'm really getting focused and like really getting on my game and it's just really about me. Like I really not about dudes, you know, um, just cause like, I don't know, maybe weird, you know, and I'm, and I've just learned like, it is a lot of like me. I don't even blame them. I blame a lot of me. I'm like, you know, I'm really a weird person. So like, let me just be alone. So I'm just going to spend some time by myself, figuring out me and getting my business right. Cause like once that's settled, I feel like everything else will just figure itself out. Like, awesome. you know, I tried chasing dudes, I tried chasing all that, it didn't work. So I'm just focused on me, focused on my business. And yeah, that's it. Okay. Okay. Um, but for me, it was mainly changing my surroundings and being selfish with me. Um, last year was a year of a down spiral. <laughs> Like the shit took a toll on me heavy and changing my surroundings and getting out of that environment made me see me for myself being selfish thinking of me first because leaving was hard <laughs> leaving was the hardest thing to do but when i decided to do something that i wanted to do that i needed to do for myself i became better no longer depressed no longer crying for no reason no longer no longer putting other people before i put myself first so now I'm selfish with my time and selfish with me. You know what I'm saying? Have so. you had any side effects of that? Has anybody called you out on it like uh, Ebony has said? Like, are there any people that are trying to use it against mm -hmm. you? I feel like there are some people that- I wouldn't say use it, use it against me per se. They're trying to get me to come back, mm -hmm. but I'm not going back. I'm gonna say, I feel like there's some people that can see the growth in others. Mm -hmm. They want to pull you back. They want to pull you back into it, and it, it just I just can't. I just can't. I know, like we had the conversation um, a few weeks ago about um, me actually coming back or whatever. But I explained to you, you know, <laughs> it, it's different now, so I I can't. But you understood that, you know what I'm saying? You you as a friend have always been in my corner. It's the other people who want me to be in the same same. I was in, you know. <laughs> I feel you. Kiara, did you want to add? Because your life has changed as well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right now, I feel like I'm finding myself in a different light now that I'm a mother. Like, um, it's weird. I won't say I found myself. I'm still trying to find myself, like, refine myself because I got into the 
the stage of just being a mom and not really doing nothing else, being a mom and just working. And that is very depressing. Like, not depressing being a mom, just depressing to have the same routine over and over and just feel like, you know, nothing has changed in your life over the course of, you know, mm-hmm. two years. It's the same thing. So I'm still trying to refine myself. So what I've been doing is trying to, I've been praying more and just trying to be more to myself, asking God for less stress, more peace, because I feel like that's that's the only way I can be calm and just sit still to actually think about what the things I want and actually start stepping out on faith and doing things instead of procrastinating or making excuses as to, oh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do this then. I'm going to wait to this day, you know, just doing it, like get my hair business started. I had an Instagram page for like since the beginning of this year and I never posted anything on it, never did anything. I created it. It was just sitting there, but now I'm starting to, you know, use it more, use it for my clientele, build my business and just having people around me who like, you know, believe in me, patient with me, investing in me and, you know, loving me for who I am. Cause I know I can be crazy. You know, we all can get, you know, when you have, you feel like you just, your back up against the wall, you just, spaz out but it's good to have people in your corner who's patient with you and you know understanding and know that you are growing as well like you're not the same person you were 10 years ago or when you graduated high school I'm a grown woman now so you know I'm still trying to figure out how to be a grown woman (laughs) (laughs) I relate to you the most Kiera I just want to let you know that and you just had your first baby he's what two now yeah he just made two, and I have two children, one turning three and about to turn five, and you do lose yourself in being a mom. That every day by default, because you're a mom, this is what you have to do, this is what you have to do, and you realize you have not found any balance for you, time for you. So I, we on the same page, honey. Can I say something for you, cut off, Indy? <laughs> I was about to say, the year 2020 has um, been about self-love finding things that you're passionate about just to, you know, have time for yourself. Like, I've realized I have many talents that I sleep on, but it, it brings me peace, you know? So right. finding something that you really like, that you're passionate about. Painting, it could be painting, it could be dancing, it could be doing hair, it could be anything. But put your yourself, your self-love into your passion. Well, this podcast is one of them. Y'all know I've been talking about doing YouTube for years. <laughs> you and me both, India. You know, I feel you on that. I'm getting on <laughs> I, I agree with you. Finding something that you love. Like, I think I found a lot of peace and solace in makeup. Mm-hmm. Gina has been with me at the beginning of my journey, and I'm a lot different than I was a year ago. And just finding that love and the family that I come from, they're not so into beauty and makeup. They're like, oh, you should just go get a work a nine to five month, but you don't know, understand how much peace this gives me. You're right. right. Horrible day at work. And I know I have a client and I know later on I can create something that's just my own creation. Yeah, exactly. Uh, touching on, I think what the most key important thing, if I was to say what my first step would be after the acceptance and after solitude, it would be building my tribe, finding other people, who might not necessarily want to be a podcaster just like me, but they want to be better. Just building a tribe of uh, having a support system, I think that's what goes a long way. It does. Definitely. Because you can never, we can't do nothing alone. I know. As much as we want to. Like a village. (laughs) (laughs)
Well, I think that was a good ending, you guys. I just want everybody to give y'all self a good clap. <laughs> it was really fun. It was very fun. It was a lot of fun. Y'all, I just want to say thank you to all my panelists. Thank you all for joining in. Thank you all for watching. Please like and subscribe. Thank you. You're welcome, honey. Thank you for having us. Yes. A trip to India podcast. India. That's how much fun.